Hey, what's going on everyone? My name is Christopher Gray. You may recognize my voice as DC Eggers from the YouTube channel Digital Egg Static. Now, I'm going to be following a different formula than what I do with my YouTube channel. Yes, it's still going to be about video games, but instead of doing streams, obviously because you can't see them, and just going in depth on trailers like I usually do with video games because, again, you can't see them, I'm actually going to stick to more announcements, and I'm going to be discussing reviews because I haven't really done that, and that's something I really want to go into, but I don't feel like there's a lot of unbiased sources out there that give you a general overview of video games anymore it's more it's good or it's bad there's never an in-between line anymore it's just the company's either bought or they're not and you get what you get so bringing me to that i'm going to talk about a few announcements today and i got a few reviews and then next episode we'll probably follow the same th formula we got more announcements coming then and then we'll talk about other reviews i want to catch up on all these games that come out within the past two to three years even though they already have reviews i feel like i can give them justice yet again and especially since a lot still have continued support to today with dlc content so let's get started in the past week one of the biggest things that we have received in the general news is sony has finally confirmed our first details on the playstation 5 that's incredible to think that the playstation 5 is right around the corner it just feels like the playstation 4 and the xbox one dropped yesterday but here we are talking about the next generation of consoles now i would go so much more in depth with hardware on the console but the truth is i don't know a whole lot about hardware i know a good bit about software which are games downloadable stuff and pretty much what you run on the console and the hardware itself but when it comes down to the hardware i just don't know much i know the playstation 5 is supposed to have a solid state drive which what i know from it it'll make games run a lot faster and when you're trying to load things up it'll run that a lot faster so that's great that's about all I know, other than apparently they have something called ray tracing, which from what I can tell, if you have a 4K television, it should run your games at native 4K. But the thing with these statements are, they can make the console extremely expensive because these are new type of things that consoles haven't had before. So I'm a little worried about that, but Sony has confirmed that the PlayStation 5 or whatever the next console will be called, the price will be fair or the price will be something that fans will definitely like. So I'm hoping that at most it's a $600 range. The PlayStation 4 was $400 on launch and that's not too bad. I, I was able to afford that. I know a lot of people on launch can't afford something like that but for a first console especially when the PlayStation 3 was almost $700 on launch that's really good actually. So the two things I really want to talk about with what Sony confirmed because these are things I can go on for for days. The first thing is an idea of the release date. They have already confirmed that this year the PlayStation 5 is not coming. Whatever the next console is called, we are not seeing it this year. And that makes sense. I was not expecting it for this year whatsoever. We haven't heard enough until just recently what the new console could be. So I'm thinking 
we're going to see it next holiday season. 2020, around November, it should drop. And that gives plenty of time, especially here in the West, Black Friday and all that jazz. We should definitely see it then. And my idea of a price range is going to be about $600 with what they're claiming. That sounds fair. It sounds reasonable. It, it seems like something I would like to buy at that price. And the other thing I really, really want to talk about backwards compatibility. They didn't say if it will be able to play PlayStation 1, 2, or 3 games, but they did confirm that the PlayStation 5, the next PlayStation, will be able to play PS4 games. Now that's incredible. That gives me more incentive to actually buy the PlayStation 5 that uh, I was so weary of buying the PlayStation 4 originally due to the fact that they didn't have no backwards compatibility. I had all these PlayStation 3 games and I didn't have the space to really put it, so my only conclusion was I have to sell the PlayStation 3. So this really helps out because now when I want to go to upgrade, I can trade in my PlayStation 4 and then get the PS5 and still all these games I have for the PlayStation 4, I can still play because I have roughly around 30, 40 games just for the PlayStation 4 and backwards compatibility for it, I'm hoping is more like the PlayStation 2. If you don't know how that works, pretty much what it was, you took the disc of the original PlayStation 1 game, you put it in and you just played the game. That's all you done. However, in order to save it, you did have to have a, an original PlayStation 1 memory card, which is fine. They weren't expensive, and it was easy to get. However, Xbox One, they started to backwards compatibility onto their consoles. It's, it's nice, but at the same time, it's a little dreary how it worked. You have to be on the internet, first of all, for it to come together. That, that's bummer because in order to be on the internet constantly in order to play your original Xbox 360, your original Xbox games, that sometimes doesn't work out like you would think it would because not only do you have to have internet to play on, you also have to have internet to save the game. Instead of just saving it to the system, you have to save it to the cloud. My internet where I'm at is not the greatest, so I can't sit here and save games because I'm going to wait for 20 minutes, so half the games I have that I'm wanting to play backwards compatible with the Xbox One, I don't typically play because it takes so long. Now, I've been fortunate enough where sometimes they'll load faster than usual or they'll save faster than usual, but overall, it's a very, very complicated way of just playing your old games. So I'm hoping the way that the PlayStation 5 goes, you'll be able to just put your disc in and save it to the console. That would make it so easier compared to how the Xbox One is doing it right now. But I still congratulate the Xbox for at least implementing it. Right now, that's their biggest boost in the console war is the fact that you can play all of these old Xbox games from the 360 and the original Xbox. That's two generations worth of games, and I think their library is over 400 backward compatible games at the moment. That's ridiculous. I'm not going to talk about the PlayStation 5 all day. That's most of what I wanted to cover in announcements. But right now, I want to go into another game that got announced. Actually, two games based off a game that came out about two years ago. Persona 5 was the original, and the two games that just got announced that go along with it is... Persona 5 The Royal, 
which is pretty much the original game, but with a lot of new scenarios, a couple of new characters, and a third semester. So the game's not only going to be longer, there's going to be more to do, which is crazy because the first game, it took me 90 hours to finish. I don't know how many people sit here and talk about gaming and everything and really think about how many hours it takes to complete something. But 90 hours is a lot. Average, most games go to about 30 hours anymore for an RPG, which is role-playing game. 30 hours is good, but 90 is just crazy, which is great. I'm not complaining. More the better. I, I have seen some people actually complain about it, but I'm not. I think it's great. So seeing probably an additional 20 hours added to it, I'm totally buying it. I can't wait. But the big disappointment was the second game that got announced. They teased it for a whole month. Persona 5S, which came out to be called Persona 5 Scramble. And the reason why this upsets me is because it's like a Dynasty Warrior type of game. If you never play those, pretty much you just go into this big arena and you just fight a bunch of enemies. It's cool, but it's an overused gimmick at this point. I don't want to see any more games like this. It's great that they keep getting them, but why would I want to play this anymore? We'd gotten that, and they teased it for a month, but why it was such a big hit was because originally everyone thought it was going to be for the Nintendo Switch. Everyone thought it was going to be like the original game or the Royal onto the Nintendo Switch, and unfortunately, it's this type of letdown. And that's how I feel about it. It's just a big thing in the community where we all feel like we just got let down because we were teased about something for so long and now it's not actually happening that way. What can you do? That's what I'm going to deal with. I'm probably not going to play it. Uh, if I get people who say, hey, can you do a review on this game? Then at that point, I might play it. I might rent it from, say, Gamefly or Redbox, but I'm probably not going to buy it. It's not my cup of tea in style of video game like other ones are, but again, I'm one of those people who'll give anything a shot at least once. To move on from that before I get more upset with the Persona 5S, let's talk about E3. We already have confirmed that Sony dropped out of E3 this year. They confirmed it last year that they were not going to be at E3. So they've been out of the game for several months. Now, EA recently just confirmed that they will not have an actual show at E3, which that's not too surprising, continuing on with last year where they didn't have their E3 campaign going, which is fine. But Xbox looks like they're about to come in swinging hard because they have a whole stadium set up and they bought out a few. They brought, I think, six studios last year. I, I can't wait to see what they have because when it comes to exclusive titles, Nintendo and Sony have been the top heavy hitters with that. They've had all these games such as Super Smash Bros. on the Nintendo, Legend of Zelda, and all of that on the Nintendo. But then PlayStation has Bloodborne, Persona 5, Neo, and everything in between you can think of. The new God of War. It's crazy what they got. You could name names off for games that they've had exclusive 
to their console over and over again, but Xbox just hasn't done that with this generation. They've had two or three really good solid hits and then that's been it. Not like Sony where they've had like 10, 15 games and they just keep dropping them every year. It's going to be something crazy at E3. I know Square Enix, the company who's made Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy games, they have their own public thing that they're going to be doing. Aside from that, I'm not too sure who else is supposed to be at E3. I believe Bethesda, who's made the Elder Scrolls and Fallout series, will definitely be there. But they're not going to be showing off their biggest game that they just announced last year, which is The Elder Scrolls 6, and we don't even have a name for it yet. They've already stated, don't expect the game this year, and probably not next year. And we're not seeing Starfield, which was a game rumored for years, and they finally announced it last year. Those two games right there are ones that we will definitely not see. But I'm done talking about news for today. Now we're just going to jump into reviews because I want to talk about some games. That's what we're really here for, right? The first game I want to talk about, this has by far been my favorite game of the year. I don't think it's been the best game of the year so far, but it's been my favorite. Kingdom Hearts 3. It was a great game, in my opinion. The story, though, was so convoluted because you had to have all this experience from nine other titles, and it's called Kingdom Hearts 3, and a lot of these titles, they stretch out on mobile systems like the Nintendo DS, the Nintendo 3DS. It, it just gets a little ridiculous. Yes, they finally added the games to the PlayStation 4 on one disc, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's a little late. Uh, the story really is what does most of the damage to why people didn't have the expectations met to this game. Combat-wise, the gameplay was incredible. I felt like it was a little too easy, but they just fixed that with a recent update with critical mode, and the game is so challenging. I enjoy it beyond what I thought I could because that was my biggest disappointment going through the game. And then we get into the graphics, and graphics are so, so gorgeous. I didn't think a video game could look this good. This is probably the best game on the current generation for graphics right now. Yeah, there's a few out there that go above and beyond like The Last of Us, but considering that that game originally dropped on the PS3 and then they re-updated the graphics, it's it, this game is just something else with the beauty because you got... All these Disney worlds, which are the movies like Hercules, Big Hero 6, Pirates of the Caribbean, etc. Coming in and it has all these different art styles and you just fit in so perfectly. It's gorgeous and everything. Originally, because of the difficulty in the story, I gave the game around an 8 out of 10. But with the new update, I think it's more of an 8.7 out of 10. I'm hoping that with the future DLC that drops this year, it'll become more of a 9 out of 10 at the very least. I'm more hoping for a 9.5 out of 10 because I would love for this game to be my game of the year. But right now, it's just not going to be it. I want to talk about one other game for the day, and then I want to do a throwback review for an older game. The other game for today is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is a game from From Software. Try saying that fast. The game is semi like Dark Souls in the sense of it's very challenging. If you go into the game thinking that you're gonna play it like Dark Souls, prepare to get your ass kicked over and over again. You're not gonna do it. Sorry, but there's just no way. It's a fun game. 
all together but it's very hard the graphics look gorgeous the bosses are so different i was a little disappointed that one of the creatures that they kept showing in the trailers on the case and everything wasn't technically a boss it was just you jump on its head and stab it and that was it that was probably my biggest complaint with the game. Other than that, I thought it was incredible. It done like all the other From Software games. It gave you a little bit of story while you progress, but all the real story comes in from the items that you find in the game, the details on them, and then just kind of piecing it together yourself. Ultimately, I gave the game a 9.5 out of 10. Right now, it's unconfirmed whether or not the game's going to get DLC or not, but if it does, I'm hoping it really does because I will go through that. I've already started a second playthrough on it, and there's not many games that I will just play it once, finish it, and then immediately start another game on it. I Usually, I stop playing a game right after I finished it. Sometimes, I don't even finish them, but this game done it for me. But I really want to talk about my throwback game, which is God of War. Last year, they finally came out with a new God of War game. And I just want to go on the record here and say, I was never really a big fan of the originals. It was a hack and slash type of video game. And it really bored me. And it kind of gave me a headache with how it changed the camera angles all the time. But this game, it came in such a new direction than the original the whole entire, it was revamped, it was completely redone pretty much. It actually was my game of the year for last year because it was so good. The story was so impressive. You had this father who was trying to be better than what he had in the past so he could change. He didn't want his son to grow up and be like him, which is a great story in its own. On top of that, he killed all the Greek gods in the original trilogy of the game but this time he was like no i don't want to do that this time i want to be better this cycle has to end if we just keep murdering everything there will one day be nothing left to murder so we have to stop it and that story was just incredible the graphics were so hyper realistic plus the color shaded you had this gray tone through half the worlds and then a couple of different other realms they were very beautiful they had all these gorgeous colors the god rays that they use for lighting in video games it just looks so natural and gorgeous you can never see this stuff anywhere else i love that and then the combat was just completely redone uh, the originals where you just hacked and slashed but this game you pretty much only have one weapon, which was an axe. Yeah, you got another one near the end of the game, but the axe was just great because you could throw it, and it was made by the same uh, dwarves who made Thor's hammer. Of course, you can call it back by raising your hand just like Thor, so that was, an, that was a really cool touch. I don't know how to explain it, but gameplay-wise, it was incredible. If you can't see where I'm going with this on this game, it was definitely a 10 out of 10. If you haven't played it, if you don't even own a PlayStation 4, I'm telling you right now, just go out, buy a PS4, and buy this game. You will not regret it. If you do, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. But that's really all I have for this show. Next time, we're going to be going over a few more games, and we'll talk about some DLC to Kingdom Hearts 3. And that would be about it for that show. 
I'll probably go a lot more into detail with a few other game announcements, like how Borderlands 3 just got some new stuff announced. But I want to save that for the next episode so I don't make this one super long. Until then, everybody, have a great time. I'm Christopher Gray, your bearded host.